the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And this week we're going to be talking about the knowledge of God, knowing God. Let me start with a question. How many things are there in your life that are so deeply entrenched in you that no matter what comes against those things, you will stand firm? And I'm not talking and we're not even thinking about being stubborn, but no matter what, you cannot be persuaded otherwise. Interestingly, the word persuaded in the Greek gives us this definition in English. It means to prevail to rely on by an inward certainty. That's a key, to rely on by inward certainty. Have confidence to trust and to assent. Interestingly, Paul used that word persuaded in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, when he said, For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. We read that verse in the New English Bible, and it says it this way, I know who it is in whom I have trusted, and I am confident of his power to keep safe what he has put into my charge until the great day. So I guess we could say, Junie, there is knowing, and then there is knowing. But the way Paul was persuaded by that inner certainty is really a picture of how we should know the Lord And that is what we shared. I remember when we spoke about resurrection, that the purpose of resurrection, I should say one purpose of the resurrection was that we can live in newness of life. And everything depends upon our knowledge of God. And we must understand knowledge from the biblical perspective, which is far deeper and more significant than knowledge is used in everyday language. For example... In our everyday uh, language, knowledge means facts. 
It means information. It's skills that are acquired, principles learned from experience or education. That is the normal way or the natural way of looking at knowledge. And biblically, it's not what we learn from something. It's who we learn it from. Amen. And it's shown to us in the Torah, in Genesis, there are two trees. One is the tree of life that the Lord said, eat freely of. And this tree, Jesus, is the root of the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. So when we eat from the tree of life, we would get the fruit of the life of the one whose tree it is, the fruits of the Spirit. Amen. But there's also another tree, Shelley, that was forbidden to eat from. For in that day you shall surely die. And that was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that was because of the source or the root of whose tree that was. So knowledge in and of itself is not wrong, but where are we getting our knowledge from? The source, really. That's really true. And perhaps I can add as a PS, how many times do we choose the wrong tree to eat from? And that's what brings so much confusion into our lives and into the church as a whole. And you know, Shelley, when we go to university or even to seminary, there are different people who have different beliefs, different theologies, uh, different doctrines. And there are doctrines of God that are unchangeable. And then there are doctrines of men. So I want to encourage every listener, and you and I, Shelley, that we go to the source, the word of God, and look to see what the Lord has to say about something. And we also have the privilege and the honor of being able to pray to God and ask through the power of the Holy Spirit that the Lord would give us the mind of Christ, that we would understand what he's trying to speak to us through his word. Amen, let it be. So we see this tremendous difference between uh, the knowledge that the world is speaking about and the knowledge from the scriptural standpoint. The knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. Now, for example, would you ever relate knowledge to eternity? And yet, we see there's a relationship in the scriptures. For example, a a very powerful verse, John chapter 17, verse 3. And this is eternal life, that they may know me, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I should say know thee. And this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Now, in the natural mind, eternity has nothing to do with knowledge. But in the scriptures, this is a definition of eternal life. Knowing God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So we need true knowledge to know and love the true God. We need eternity, Shelley, planted in our hearts. Amen. Because then the knowledge will come through the eternal one. That's right. Who is the Lord himself. Amen. So what is eternal life? 
if we look at it from the natural standpoint, we would speak in terms of longevity. You know, it goes on and on and on. Now, that is true from the scriptural standpoint as well. But it is the knowledge, eternal life is the knowledge of the true God and Jesus whom that true God has sent. Knowledge in the worldly sense is brain power. It's heady. But the true knowledge, biblically speaking, is very different. Listen to these words. It's very powerful. I'm reading from Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 7. We related uh, knowledge to the brain power of people. But listen to what the word of God says. Jeremiah 24, verse 7. And I will give them a heart to know me. This is the Lord speaking to Israel, and it's applicable to every believer. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Knowledge must come into and from it emanate out of the heart. The word doesn't say, I will give them a new head to know me, but I will give them a heart to know me. Junie, that's a great scripture to hold on to and live a life according to those words. And it's true, Shelley, and because it was written to Israel originally, you would question, I don't understand if Israel belongs to the Lord, why they would have to return to him. But think of this, Shelley, that Jesus is the word made flesh. He is now the resurrected Lord. Amen. That unsaved Israel as a nation does not acknowledge. Yet. Right? As of today. That's correct. But God's prophecy through Jeremiah shows that they will return and know Jesus. Know that Jesus is the Lord. That the Lord and Jesus are one. That the Lord God of Israel is one. And I'm emphasizing this for those of you who love the Lord and don't have a burden for Israel as a nation. We should love what Jesus loves. And Jesus loves his people, Israel. Israel is his firstborn son. And I want to encourage you to pray to the Lord and pray for Israel. And God will give you a heart for Israel that he has, which will deepen your knowledge of the Lord and give you understanding of why Jesus said on the cross, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Amen. Let the whole church begin to know God in that way and know Israel. Well, attached to Jer- Jeremiah 24, 7, listen to Jeremiah 9, 24. But let him that glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, says the Lord. So very, very powerful verses that we need to understand that will know that we know who the Lord is, not through uh, just hearing about him, but will know. And it's interesting, Junie, the word knowing or knowledge in Hebrew is yada. 
it also talks about that right in Genesis. It says that um, uh, Adam knew Eve. There was an intimacy involved in knowing. And that's what we need to see that there's, as we said before, there's knowing and then there's really knowing. And the apostles were able to write about the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit, meaning that it was men who penned things, but the spirit within the man that gave them the words. That knowledge, Shelley, that uh, letting Jesus live his life in and through us will show us even when we lose and we look like we've lost, we've really won because the Lord can give us a peace or an understanding that he's with us in the suffering for him. And that doesn't make natural sense. But these apostles knew him in such a way that each one went to a martyr's death and were immovable because they knew in whom they believed and they were persuaded that he was able to keep that which they had committed unto him against that day. And they committed, they gave their lives to him, Shelley, and everything they loved and everyone they loved. And they were persuaded that he was able to keep that which they committed unto him against that day. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that you open up our understanding and knowledge of who you are and we would know the word. It would become the very essence of who we are because there will be a, a reliance, not because we're mentally persuaded, but by inward certainty. We pray that for every one of our listeners as well as ourselves in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's Shelley and Junevolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.